Amen. I get ready to bring the word. We ask the Lord to bless him as he bless us with this message. Oh, here it is. Oh, another year. I think this is, is this last Sunday this year? Wow. And we all made it. Look at us. This month. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. So right now, I want you to receive our pastor with a big old amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Tablets, I ask that you turn to Exodus 34. Exodus 34. Exodus, the 34th chapter. It's going to be verses 27. 27 to through 35. 27 through 35. Man, this, this is the last uh, last lesson of this quarter. Amen. Last lesson in the Sunday school book of this quarter. And of course, I cannot remember those titles of the Sunday school. <laughs> but I know my title. <laughs> my title today is A Glowing Reflection of God's Exodus 34, verses 27 through 35, reads as follows. Then the Lord said to Moses, write down these words, for in accordance with these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. So he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did not eat bread or drink water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. It came about when Moses was coming down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand as he was coming down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because of his speaking with him. So when Aaron and all the sons of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Then Moses called to them and Aaron and all the rulers in the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke to them. Afterward, all the sons of Israel came near. And he commanded them to do everything that the Lord had spoken to him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, 
he would take off the veil until he came out. And whenever he came out and spoke to the sons of Israel, what he had been commanded. The sons of Israel would see the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. So Moses would replace the veil over his face until he went in to speak with him, a reflection, a glowing reflection of God's glory. Amen. If you will, bow your heads with me in prayer. Father God, we thank you for your word, Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity to come together corporately, Lord, to, to worship and bless your name. And Lord, on today, we hear, hear from you, and we want to not only hear from you, but we want to practice, Lord, what you give us on today, Lord. We want lives that will reflect your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. I hope that you all have had a, a great, great uh, Thanksgiving and, and didn't sin too much. Amen. Amen. Uh, we had a, a great meal at the home, and uh, and I enjoyed uh, the meal as well as uh, family. Amen. Amen. And as I stated, if you have your Bibles, and you just read with me from the 34th chapter of Exodus, and the title is A Glowing Reflection of God's Glory. And when I uh, sat down and studied this passage, my mind reflected back on uh, my daughter-in-law. If you had the privilege uh, of, of ever meeting my daughter-in-law, Kiana, I always call her Crayon, because I couldn't get her name right at first. <laughs> uh, Kiana, if you ever noticed, uh, and ever had a conversation with her, you, you would see that she is able to converse with folks her age and easily converse with folks beyond her age. You know, like folks in their 50s, 60s, 70s, she's able to just relate to them easily. Amen. And, 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 and she does this with without like switching gears, it's so natural and, and it's so authentic as well. It's genuine as well. See, Kiana was raised by her grandmother, right? Her, her grandmother played an integral part in, in raising her. And uh, at a young age, she uh, began to just be uh, grandmother's buddy hanging partner, if you will. Uh, she would tell stories of how they would, would shop together, how they would uh, go eating, how they would go on trips, you know, to the conventions and, and of course, Sunday service, weekly sun, Sunday services. And, and Sister Jefferson, that's her grandmother, um, she also had sisters of her own. So Kiana would be able to see how these sisters would interact and, uh, and, and she would experience firsthand how these sisters just talked and, and just, you know, just associated with one another. 
And it's funny because when you spend time with someone, you begin to glean some of their ways and their sayings and, and, that, and their speech, right? You begin to pick up some of their their behaviors as well. And and you would see that in Kiana as, as well. You know, she uh, dresses modestly and, and then her expressions seem so much older than her, you know? Uh, she, you know, you, you'll see her uh, laugh and she got an old laugh. <laughs> and, 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 and she'll, you know, she'll just laugh and she'll say, girl, it's like, like somebody's grandmama, you know, because she picked it up along the way. Amen. And I'm also reminded of, 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 of uh, uh, co-workers son. And I think uh, he said he's about three or four years old. And his grandparents, uh, they, they, are, they are his principal babysitters. So they babysit him a lot. So now all of a sudden in these uh, formative years, you'll see little man, I call him, you'll see him just mimic his grandpa and his grandma. And he's got ways that are well beyond his years. And you'll hear him have, uh, say some expressions that are well beyond his years. I think one of his expressions are something like, like now, now just slow down before you hurt yourself. <laughs> At four or five years old, right? And, 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 and he'll say, boy, I tell you, at four or five years old, because see, it, he's 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 around his grandparents, and he's picking up some of the things that he see, and some of the things that he witnessed. He's picking up, and he's reflecting those things. See, he tells me that little man loves to be around his grandparents as well as Kiana loved being around her, her grandmother. And when Jalen came along, Kiana didn't leave her buddy, her best friend, right? She didn't leave her behind. No, Kiana and Sister Jefferson simply added Jalen to the team, right? And of course, it was a devastating loss for Kiana when Sister Jefferson died. And God had it where Jalen and Kiana lost their paternal grandparents on the same day, minutes apart. Little guy loved, as I stated, being around his grandparents and Kiana loved being around hers as well. But it goes to show you, and I said that because it goes to show you that that tell who folks love being around. You can tell who folks fellowship with, right? You can tell who folks spend their time with by their behavior, reflecting God's glory. So as I stated last time before you, the people of God had committed a great sin by building, making this gold calf, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and, and 
previous lessons, if you read the previous lessons, you would see that um, God had to deal with this sin. God dealt with this sin of idolatry by basically 3,000 people, I believe the Bible states, lost their lives due to this incident. And Moses went back before the Lord to intercede on behalf of the people in the 32nd chapter, verses 31 through 32, it reads as this, as follows. Then Moses returned to the Lord and said, alas, the people has committed a great sin and they have made a God of gold for themselves. But now, if you will forgive their sin, and if not, please blot me out from your book, which you have written. And then in Chapter 33, verse 15, Moses says this. Then he says to him, if your presence does not go with us, he's talking to the Lord. If your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. In other words, in other words Moses said this. I'm not making an excuse for the sin of the people. I'm not making a, an excuse for them. I'm asking you to forgive them, right? I'm asking you to forgive them. And Lord, I don't want to move another step. I don't want to move another inch without you. If you don't go with us, Lord, then just keep us here. Keep us here because we need your presence. We need you to be with us. Amen. That's what Moses was saying. But then Moses also made the request personal, too. He had a personal request in, in uh, chapter 33, verse 13. Again, he says, now, therefore, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And then in Exodus 33, 18, he says this, then Moses said, I pray you, show me your glory. Lord, please let me, let me in on the plan, Father. Let me in on the plan. Let me understand your ways. Let me be in a situation where I know what's going on. I don't want a situation of where the blind is leading the blind. Lord, show me your way. Show me your plan. Give me some insight as to how these things are, are unfolding. You told me to lead your people, Lord. Give me some, some insight as to what's going on, right? And, and, and you've chosen me to lead. And in order to do that, in order to lead properly, Lord, I need for you to show me you. I need for you to show me your glory. I need more of you to do this task. So show me your glory, Lord, right? And then in the 40, 34th chapter of Exodus, it tells us that Moses spent some considerable time in the presence of the Almighty. And as a result of this, his request and all his questions and everything else were answered. Because in Exodus 34, verses 6 through 9, God showed him his glory. 
God showed Moses his glory. And God said, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you a bit of me. You can't see my face. Because if you see my face, you'll die. But what I'll do is I'll just cover your face. I'll cover your eyes, Moses, as I go by. And then you can see my back part, right? You can see my back part. And, and, and I, I was reading, not reading, but I was listening to Elder Williamson. And Elder Williamson was teaching this. And he said that God had shown Moses 13 of his attributes during this course of, of, of scripture. He had shown Moses 13 of his attributes from verses six through nine of the 34th chapter. He said 13 attributes. The first one was that the Lord, Lord, he called himself the Lord, the Lord, meaning that that was his name. He said, let's get it straight. My name is sacred. My name is holy Yahweh, the Lord, Lord. Let's start off there. And then he goes and says, the Lord, Lord, God, that's who I am. Moses, I am God. There's no, there are no other gods. I am God. Amen. And then he goes on to say, I am merciful and I am gracious and I'm long suffering. And I showed you that because I am forgiving the people right now. And I'm going to continue to be with you all. I'm not going to abandon you all, but I'm going to renew this covenant with you all. So I'm merciful and I'm gracious and I'm long suffering. Then he goes on to say, I'm going to show you my kindness as well through my goodness and my truth. Amen. And then ninth, he says, I'm going to show you that I'm going to be abundant in mercy. See, I'm not, I don't have mercy just for one. I've got mercy for thousands, for thousands. I, I'm abundant in mercy. Amen. And then he goes on to say, I'm going to forgive all types of sins. I'm going, to sin, I'm going to forgive iniquities. I'm going to forgive transgressions. And I'm going to forgive those things that we can just put under the general category of sins. Like, like iniquities means like when you pervert my ways. I'm going to forgive that. Transgressions mean when you just outright rebel. You know you know better. You know you know better and you do it anyway. I'm going to forgive that as well. And then I'm going to forgive when you miss the mark, when sometimes you don't know what you're doing and you miss the mark. I'm going to forgive that as well. And then the 13th attribute, he says, I'm going to leave this in reserve as well. When you repent, I'll forgive. So you got to repent as well. And I leave room for repentance. So that's what these 13 attributes were when, when God had walked by Moses and proclaimed that he was the Lord, Lord God. Amen. And then in verses 8, to 8 through 26 of that same chapter, of that 34th chapter, it shows God giving uh, Moses instruction. And he gave him information. He had to go back over the law again. Because remember, when Moses came down that first time with the first set of tablets, he saw what was going on. And he just threw them down and broke them and, and rebuked the nation for doing what they had done. Amen. But he came down this time. He was up there. And God had given him all of the 
instructions, all of the law over again. And he gave him his standards as well. Now, some people debate, did God write it again or did Moses write it? Because when you read, it seems like God wrote it, but then it seems like Moses wrote it. Well, they both did, right? Because God wrote the Ten Commandments once again, but all the other ordinances and laws, he told Moses to, to write them as well. Then we get down to verse 29. And in verse 29, the last part of it says, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because of his speaking with him. Moses was up there with the Lord and he did not know when he came down, he didn't know that his face was shining, reflecting God's glory. See, as a result of devotional time with God, as a result of fasting, right? As a result of being in his word and as a result of worshiping, right? Moses' face shone because when you commune with the Almighty, you will not remain the same. You will not remain the same. No way will you remain the same when you become, uh, when you get in the presence of the Lord. There's no way you will remain the same when you are in devotion, when you are fasting and when you're praying and when you're in his word and when you're worshiping him, you will change. It's like the, the Hawkins song says, change. I'm so glad he changed me. I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. I'm changed. What a wonderful change has come over me just by being in the presence of the Almighty. And the expositor goes on to say, here's the basic ideal. The basic ideal is that you got to know that God is glorious and that time spent with him will spiritually transform us. It will spiritually transform us. And it goes on and make a powerful statement. And it says this, a personal encounter with God should be our great desire. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? A personal encounter with God should be our great desire. Years ago, there was this movie called The Bucket List, right? It was The Bucket List. And this guy had wrote a whole thing, a whole list of what he wanted to do before he died. And then all of a sudden the movie was about how he went around and accomplished those things, right? So, I, But I wonder, you know, when I'm looking at that movie and as I reflect on that movie, I'm thinking, is, is, what's on our bucket list? What's on our bucket list? What, can, can I say that, that, that a personal encounter with God is on our bucket list? I mean, is it on there at all? Did it make the list at all? Do, do you desire to be with him? Do you desire to be in his presence? Do you want to be with him? Do you want to be with him? Verse 30 goes on and says this. So when Aaron and all the sons of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. They were afraid to come near him. 
You know, the expositor is right when it said this too. It is interesting that those who walk closest to the Lord often do not realize the impact their relationship with God has on others. You hear that? It is interesting that those who walk closest to the Lord often do not realize the impact their relationship with God has on others. Your relationship with God, as you're walking close to him, as you're communing with him, don't you know that that, that, that is seen by others? Matter of fact, others benefit from that as well. And sometimes you go throughout your life and don't even know it, but you've touched someone just because you've been touched by the master. Just because you've been touched by the master. And sometimes you run into people and you wonder why they are acting strange towards you. And you wonder why they are like, huh, you know, man, why are they so put off by me? It reminds me of, of, of Peter in Luke, the fifth chapter, right? When Jesus had finished preaching and he saw that they were out there fishing, then Jesus calls to Peter and says, hey, Throw, throw the net on this side because, see, they, they weren't catching any fish. They were professional fishermen, and they weren't catching any fish, right? And, and, and Jesus said, throw, throw the net on, on this side. And they looked at Jesus like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, we out here, we're professional fishermen, and we ain't caught nothing. And then you got to come up here, you preacher, you got to come up there and say, hey, throw the net on this side. We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. But because you're a master and everything, we're going to go ahead and, and just, just go ahead and entertain you. And we're going to throw the net on this side. All right. We're going to go ahead and do that. But ain't nothing going to come. But we're going to go ahead and do that. And then all of a sudden, boom, there were so many fish that gathered in that net that the boats began to sink, right? The boats began to sink and they had to drag them in. And then by time when Jesus and Peter met face to face, this is what Peter said, go away from me, Lord. <laughs> go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. See, the thoughts that I was thinking and everything else, I, you know, just go because, see, by you just being here, it, it convicts me. It convicts me. I, I just feel just, just gone. <laughs> just going away from me. I'm too sinful for you to even be around. See, that's sometimes that's the reaction that folks, when you come around folks and they see that, that, that glory of God on your life, it ain't nothing wrong with you. <laughs> Well, it's, it, when, when you're reflecting God's glory, it, it's not a, it's something that you've done to them. It's just that they see it and they just say, go. Just, 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 you, you're making me feel some kind of way. Just, just, just go. And that's what the people felt when they saw Moses as well. They saw Moses come down and his face was shining with the glory of God. And they said, boy, I don't want him around I, you know, because see, he, he shows me just how, how distant I am from God. But Moses yet and still invited them to come closer. And he said, you can get some of this too. 
And that's what we need to show folks as well. You can get some of this too. See, our faces may not shine like Moses, but our lives do, <laughs> right? Our faces may not shine like Moses, but our words do. See, our, our lives and our words and our deeds and our conduct, they shine and they are witness and they reflect God's glory. And I'm just wondering how many folks today desire that encounter with God so they, they can show that God is still in the business of saving lives. He's still in the business of reflecting himself through his people, through his people. Amen. And 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 to to wrap this up, I, I borrow the thought of Paul because Paul had the same thought when he began to think about God's glory. He went back to this same scripture in Exodus. Paul in the in Second Corinthians third chapter, verses seven through 18, he began to describe the situation. He said, now Moses went up there on that mountain, right? And when he went up there on that mountain and he, he, he came down, right? It, that was part of the ministry back then called the law, right? And the law was just there for a certain amount of time. See, that was the law and the law had a passing glory. It had a passing glory. See, that's why he said that Moses put a veil on his face because he didn't want the people to see that the glory was fading. That glory didn't stay there. He, Moses' face eventually went back to being normal. But he goes on to say, Paul goes on to say in the 18th verse of that of 2 Corinthians 3rd chapter, chapter, he says, but we with unveiled face, behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the spirit. See, we have a, we have a glory that's not fading. <laughs> We have a glow that's not fading. See, we are going from glory to glory. We have to have a veil on our face. We are in this relationship with Jesus Christ, God's ultimate relation, uh, revelation. And he's come down and he's made us one with him. And now we are going from glory to glory and we reflect his glory. And the more you're liking the more you're like him, the more glory you reflect. The more glory you reflect. You can tell just by how close you get to God. All of a sudden, everybody, not just you, you can tell your life has been changed. And you, you'll tell folks, hey, this is my testimony. I was here, but now I am here, right? I, I was here, but now I'm here because of God, right? And then all of a sudden people say, yeah, she used to be like that. He used to be like that. But, but something happened. A change has come over him. A change has come over her. And, 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 and you know what? They'll see as you mature in the Lord, they'll see you go from glory to glory to glory 
to glory because the aim is, you know, just take a look at me now because you'll see I'm more like him. I'm more like him. I want to be more like him. That's the goal today. And that's the basic point of the whole lesson today is that what do you desire? You know, as I started off, I said today that, see, Kiana and, and, and the little guy that I talked about, they, they, they loved being around their grandparents, right? They loved being around them. See, when they were around them, they, 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 they caught on to some of their habits. They caught on to some of their ways. They caught on to some of the way they speak and talk and walk and everything else. And, and the point is that they loved being around them. They loved being around. They desired to be around them. And that's the question today for everybody. Is that you, do you desire a personal encounter with God? Do you desire that personal encounter with God so that you can be more like him? And as you like get into your devotion time and as you fast and pray and as, and as a result of being in his word and as a result of worshiping, right? Others will see how your life will transform as well. Others will see your life transformed. They'll see that transformation in your life. Do you want a personal, do you desire a personal encounter with God? Amen. See, see accepting him as your Lord and Savior, that's the, that's the beginning. That's the beginning, but that's not the end. Because a Christian life is going from glory to glory to glory to glory as you mature, as you devote yourself to devotional time with him, as, as you fast and as you pray and as you get into his word and as you worship him, your life transforms and you become more and more and more and more like him. Do you want to do that before you leave here? Do you want to do that before you leave this world? Amen. Is that on your bucket list? If it's not, it ought to be. If it's not, it ought to be. And if you don't have a relationship with him, don't miss out on this opportunity. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Don't let this moment pass you by. Get to know this great God. Get to know him for yourself. Get into a relationship with him. Get into a relationship with him. Make that your heart's desire to know him, know his ways, know his ways. And once you get to know him, it's, it's, it's like uh, what the scriptures say. It is sweeter than honey and a honeycomb. I can't tell you if I had a hamburger, I could just tell you all day long. Oh my goodness, this burger's good. I can tell, I could describe to you the onions, how the onions are just popping out. Oh man, oh man, the lettuce, man, and then the ketchup. 
and the mustard and everything. Oh man, this burger is good. Oh, and they they just they cooked it just right. It's not too dry, it's juicy, and I'm telling you, it's so good. Oh my goodness, man. Let me take another bite. Hold on. Oh, it's good. I can tell you all day long how good this burger is. But until you taste it for yourself, you won't know. So come taste and see that the Lord is good. Come today. Don't let this moment pass you by. We have those who are here that will be available in front of the church after dismissal. And for those who are out in Zoom, you have that, that burning desire, please contact us. We won't hesitate to give with you. Amen. 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 God bless you all on today. Amen. I'll turn it over to hospitality.